see, how was everyone's new year? Good, hopefully, and holiday season. Yule. Winter equinox. Solstice. It's not a rhetorical question. I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious about your lives, and I care about you. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, for me, what's good? Very I good. I started the Adapt Initiative for holidays. That's what I did. Great. And, and how, I stay home. How is it? Because there's lockdown here in Europe. Oh, it's going well. What's happening? I'm like halfway. Lockdown? Oh, yeah. So you can't do anything and you can barely do anything. So I'm at home most of the time. And I'm not from here. So my family is far away. So I decided to take some time for myself. Start with the course. It was good. Great. Uh, it's a good time to, lockdown is a good time to do uh, do magic and focus on yourself. I'm in the same position. So I'm glad that, that Adapt is, um, you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's been really helpful for me. I'm still halfway. I'm uh, still have to do lots of stuff, and I haven't even uh, like did my mandala for meditation. But I will do it. I will do it soon. Excellent. Um, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Yeah, we're not on lockdown here, but I never leave the house anyways. And everyone I know has gotten COVID, so I don't really want to leave the house. Um, so, you know, it's, it's about the same. Um, all right, let's get started. Big news. Obviously you've probably seen on Instagram and the email list. We have launched, uh, we, uh, Ultraculture is entering web three. So some of you may have been in the virtual reality sessions that we've had. We're going to be doing more of those, uh, virtual reality will be more worked into just about everything. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Also, we are entering the NFT fray and, uh, cryptocurrency. So, if you haven't seen the, I have created a, an NFT gallery that is an online occult art gallery for students because so many of you are artists, whether that's visual or music or whatever it happens to be. If you have some occult art that you would like to show in the gallery to the public and other students and maybe make a few bucks, you never know, uh, let us know. You can email at raphael at ultraculture.org. Uh, with art if you'd like to submit it. We've already sold like three things. There was a John D. collage, um, a sigil that one of the uh, students created, and a third one that I'm forgetting. But one way or the other, uh, the occult is an artistic discipline. I have always wanted to have an occult art gallery. Now I can do it online. Uh, and uh, so that's very exciting. So check it out at nft.magic.me. All right, with that said, Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. Hello. <clears throat> How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I spent the last three days in a fever dream, <laughs> sick with the thing, I suppose. Uh-oh. Did you get the Rona? Um, you know what's odd is the PCR test that I went to take has not come back yet, even though it said that it should. Um, I assume I had have had whatever. My voice is still not totally like there, but I'm nearly 100% better. I hope it's okay. I feel, you know what, it felt like a strange gift. Um, because I got to a lot is a lot of downtime. I, uh, um, I spent a lot of it taking your uh, the magic and mysticism of Buddhism course, which was great. I really loved the 
video collage. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. Totally. It's an experiment, but yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I was so into it. Yeah, the Bardo states and stuff like that. I was I was all about that. And then reading um <laughs> uh Hodorowsky's Psycho Magic books and also um Antro Ollie's books. That was mm -hmm. kind of like my whole fever dream thing. That's um, a lot. It was a lot. I love that stuff. Okay, so what am I trying to ask here? Oh, okay. Um I was like I was looking into a lot of magical records from two years ago. And there's a lot of stuff in there about um, true will this, my true will this, it is my true will to this. And a lot of it was, you know, um, I, I found that I was using that phrase to kind of like maybe psychologically bypass um, actual investigation <laughs> into things. And um, when I came out of what I'm calling this fever dream, I kind of like, it, it was apparent that um, what I was referring to in my, as my true will two years ago, I've already done and I feel like there's a whole new uh frontier now you know and a lot of it is like deep deep concern oh for just living things in general on the planet and like misinformation and fear-based kind of like um oh just 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 I don't know the t like technology being a double-edged sword you know and just like addressing this and uh how to come at this, I'm a, you know, my whole vocation for my, for the last 20 years has been like performing songwriter and kind of oddball artist type, but it's always been in the, in the physical world, you know, performing is really like where I'm most comfortable. Um, I have a real like push and pull resistance towards, towards, uh, well, things like Zoom meetings and stuff like that. that the technological kind of aspect of it is really difficult for me. And um, balance, right? How to utilize fears and anxieties of a thing in order to like cut through. Advice? <laughs> well, it sounds like if you have already accomplished what you thought was your true will, that's great. <laughs> well done. <laughs> that's a big deal, right? And and so the, the next question to ask yourself is, you know, what's the what's the next deeper layer of that? Because presumably, what you conceptualize as your true will was a signpost in the in a direction, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the next step is actually like being able to uh, ground in the material world and like, you know, I mean, m money was never important to me. Like I, well, I say that, but I, th I think I do have a deep fear of poverty, but I've always kind of like been, I've managed, right? Like, 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 like uh, economic success and, and American standards has never been that important to me, but um, survival, you know? Like, it's always been kind of my conception that I would live the way that I live until um, one day I would just maybe drop down dead. <laughs> well, m money is very important to artists for the reason that uh, it's, it's not for the money, it's for the freedom to do, pursue your art. Yes, yes. Right? And, yeah. and, and not be uh, interrupted from what you have to do, right? Yes. So this is kind of where I'm at, but I think... Um, the conversation you were having earlier between, uh, oh, I forget their name, but, you know, 
the kind of the conversation between true will and Taoism, you know, just kind of flowing through and just like letting things be like that feels so much more like in alignment with um, how I live my life. And it's always, you know, I've always had what I've what I've needed. I've always had what I've needed to keep to keep the game going, right? To keep doing the thing. Um, and I feel like as getting like getting into magic and taking your courses, which I love, are excellent. You know, I feel like it's an implanted in me a real um, a real get your shit together and get better, buddy, <laughs> type of like mentality and um, which has been really good. It's been it's been good and, and it's been dis like discipline and learning a lot about uh, my shortcomings and where I can do better. But like kind of just like bringing those two worlds together, you know. Where it's like just like uh, yeah, being 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 in the river of the Tao and and not not stressing too much about working too hard to do the thing where you where it's unhealthy, but it's still it's still um, it's still in alignment with with just the natural you know breath of reality. <laughs> do you feel that you're you're blocked somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, where, I, what is on the other side of the block? On the other side of the block? Yeah, if you didn't have the block, what, what would be different? Um, like a gentle, loving authority and like power, I think, in like the... The true sense, you know, not power over others, but power inside. Yes. Um, I think that's on that's on the other side of the block. It's it's the blockage is um, giving to giving aspects of myself away to others that I don't think it's like um, I don't really feel understood sometimes by by. Um, some of the people that I love, you know, and I feel like I, I work very hard for them and I do not feel like it is reciprocated and it's very hard to. Yeah. Just... Yeah. It is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, this is tough, right? Because it's like, you know, in order to, um, uh, in order to say, I, I hate to be this reductive in order to say yes, sometimes you have to say no. Right. It's like, you want to, there's a certain mentality that comes with wanting to flow with the universe where you just accept everything. Um, but in practice, uh, that doesn't always work that well. And so what tends to actually work better is as going, going through that, but understanding, uh, who you are, self-knowledge, understanding what your natural flow state is and understanding that when, uh, you know, when that's violated, right? Mm -hmm. So, so when, because you can't just flow with everything. Right. Right. So again, so it's, it's not as simple as just the mystic thing of just throwing yourself into the universe. You have to positively construct will, but right. that's done over a process of many years of going through life experience and measuring yourself by your experience and learning for yourself what works and what feels good and what doesn't, or not necessarily what feels good, but what feels right. 
Yes. 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 Thank you for mirroring that back to me. You're welcome. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, well, one thing, one thing that like really resonated with me when I was sick, this was, this is from the, this is from Hodorowsky's Psychomagic book. It says, uh, beneath every illness is the forbiddance of something we desire to do or an order to do something we do not desire. All recovery requires disobedience to this prohibition or order. And in order to disobey, it is necessary to lose the infantile fear of not being loved or the fear of abandonment. That resonated ex a lot with me. Just that, um, yeah, that resonated a lot with me. What was but, the first part? So uh, an illness is a repressed desire, something like that? Yeah, beneath every illness is the forbiddance the forbiddance. So what is, what is COVID? Right. That's not a leading question. I, I'm just, it's uh, uh, just an interesting hopping off point for conversation. If, uh, if forbiddance of, if we're forbidding ourselves something culturally, what is COVID? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I think it's a lot of things, you know, I think it's like kind of synonymous with just illness at this point too. Um, what I think COVID is, uh, Shit, I don't know. Is it a bioweapon? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? Maybe it is. Like, I mean, and this is where this concern of mine really comes from. It's, um, it seems um, a lot more kind of like, God, this is going to sound strange, but it seems a lot more like spiritually aware, you know, and like, like the magical kind of like, I, it just in my sphere like when when people like test positive or test negative like the whole kind of like the whole thing seems really in alignment with other with different elements of anxieties and different elements of attention paid to it um hmm. and um it seems like a psycho spiritual illness you know that touches on the energetic body as well as the physical body as well as like all the spheres of, of the body interesting like, i'm not a i'm not a doctor or anything like this obviously yeah, me neither. <laughs> But, um, I'm just a crazy magic guy on the internet, but yeah, no, it is interesting, right? I mean, but all, all all illness is to some extent a bit like that, right? Yes, and yes, and so, and so this is, and so this is where I'm kind of coming at now. This is like like this, you know, um, well, well, just the just people acting so so mechanical and so machine like and so in alignment with with like the the standard narrative now is is extremely alarming to me you know and i've tried to use yeah. social media and i've tried to use the internet and stuff to be a little bit anomalous and and like and bizarre but it's just like it's not really working in the you know it's not built it's not built for um for that to get a lot of traction you know? yeah this isn't a very i i've as anyone who's followed me for longer than a few months probably knows, I, I go through my periods of, of provoking people. Um, this is not a very good time for it. I don't think, uh, it's just, it's just not, um, right. yeah. But if it's, if it's like the opposite though, if it's kind of like, I love you, you know, like, like, oh, I see. like, like you could be, it's not, it's not so much of a, a provocation as it is, as it is like a, like, look, like, it's fucking beautiful still. Like, here we are. Like, take a breath. Like, so does, does it, do people get angry if you point that out to them? No. Oh, that's I good. Mean, 
it's worked quite in my general community it's been quite effective you know um but like i want to um i don't know i guess i just want to extend i want to extend my work beyond my general community and i just keep i, I keep uh <laughs> i keep hitting a little like you know and 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 who knows maybe i don't need to i mean i have what i need like i said you know yeah it's a tough it's a tough time i mean it's it basically if you're an artist or a magical person or anything in that continuum, I mean, a big part of what you do is um, you're, you're trying to give give back to people. You're trying to, to contribute to people by making them aware of things that they weren't thinking of or of mirroring them or reminding themselves, reminding them about what's actually important in life is often what artists do, right? But now it's... Uh, People are so out of their minds right now, and and so I I I recommend I, I think that probably self preservation is a good strategy for the time being. Uh, it won't always be like this, but right now people are so jacked up to the gills on whatever it is they're freaked out about that uh, it's it's very hard to communicate anything. I do think it's interesting. I, I, I think, um, and I wouldn't be hard on yourself, anybody on listening to this, I wouldn't be hard on yourself for that. I think because artists definitely want to, peop, any, anyone who has a kind of save the world bent wants to have the whole world sing as one, you know, but it's it's just, um, some sometimes there's good times for it and other times there aren't. And I think that just hanging on for now is probably good. Um, I think I, there was something about COVID which I thought was very interesting, which is that the symptomology of it, um, or, or rather, not the symptomology, the proposed cure for it, or that, that's not even, even that's the wrong word. Um, like, the whole thing about social distancing, mm -hmm. right? Like, the whole proposed method of dealing with it is what was making people sick in the first place, right? Oh. Because prior to COVID, everyone was becoming very sick because they were so distanced from each other and isolated already and just on their phones and the internet and like walling themselves off more and more and more into um, their kind of uh, mental gated communities, you know? Oh. Um, and like many people may on the call may know that one of my favorite video game series of all time is Metal Gear Solid. And the, in the second Metal Gear Solid, there's this whole sequence that's worth looking up on YouTube which is like, came out in 2000 and it was prophetic about, uh, you know, talking about people in the future are going to wall off into their own essentially social media communities and, and live their own individual truths and just leak out into the world around them, little hints about what might be true, but that's all that they'll ever do. Um, so people were already becoming sick because they were isolating from each other and socially di distancing on every level and so I thought it was interesting that then it's like COVID almost is like the inflammation or the symptomology of that. And again, I'm not a doctor, so don't take this as me saying when COVID is, please, for the love of God. Um, but I thought it was interesting that what was proposed as, you know, the social distancing, the isolating and the masking, right, which is what people were doing already anyways, wearing masks online, Exactly. Is going further into the thing that was making people, you know, regardless outside of the biological reality of COVID. Okay. Um, the proposed, you know, basically what was making people spiritually sick 
is what was proposed as the the appropriate appropriate response to the physical symptomology, the physical illness. And I just thought that was interesting is, is all I'm saying and, and, and disturbing. Yeah. Likewise, like the whole, the, the fragment, you know, I mean, the, uh, the fractal nature of reality and the way everything mirrors everything else is, is, is extremely interesting. Um, yeah, this summer when things were starting to kind of open up a little bit again, I did a, um, I, I live in new Orleans and new Orleans in the summertime is just atrocious. Um, the heat, so I did a, I, I set up a, a DIY tour of just kind of like art galleries and backyards. I called it um, the jump off a cliff and build your wings on the way down tour, tour. Uh, cause I didn't really know if it was all going to go through. And the whole thing was to kind of show like, you can like, we need gatherings. Like we need to be in the vicinity of others. Like it doesn't have to look like the way that it did, you know? even five or 10 years ago where it's like a rock club or a fucking stadium for Christ's sakes. Like I do not, <laughs> yeah, that has, that has no appeal to me, but, um, but outside, you know, or like I, I played a, I played a cave on the beach in San Francisco is magnificent. Um, and that whole thing was like a magical act of just kind of sh- like, like heal, like we could still do, we could still do all of the things that we need to do, just like like rethink them, you know? And it has had this whole kind of like, you know, punk rock and like DIY kind of like a perspective. And and that was that was amazing. And the whole thing culminated with I did a silent meditation on my 39th birthday in northern New Mexico. It was really, really good. Um that felt like a real good like combat to to just like the the uh the the energy of, of the COVID times, I would say, you know, and like, I'm, I want to continue to kind of just like, defy <laughs> that fear somehow, you know, that's and great. I do. That's great. Yeah, that's really important. I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just agree. I don't, I don't think I have anything to add to that. I, it's a beautiful thing, though. Um. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're just wrapping There's questions, but yeah, let me, let me, uh, I still have a couple people to get to, but, um, yeah, I think that in general, the whole question of moving through, through the COVID period and, you know, cause this is, you know, one way or another, I mean, let's set, let's set aside the disease for a second. It's like, this is going to be with us for the rest of our lives. Uh, whether, you know, it, it's possible that there may just continue to be variants and waves of lockdowns forever. It's possible. It's very unpleasant to think about, right? But it's possible. But even that aside, the psychological fallout from this will be with us for a long time, uh, let alone uh, kids, you know, mm-hmm. who, who went through this. And, are just, you know, like I see kids walking around just completely they look broken, you know, it's it, with their masks on staring at Minecraft or Roblox on their iPad or whatever like that. It's, it's very, very depressing. So, um, I think as artists and magical people or thinkers or just people who are conscious, um, figuring out how to move through this is, is going to be really important, you know, and it, it's dangerous and tricky. So it's, it's, it's hard work, but it needs to be done. Yeah. I appreciate you, you know, having a forum in which these things can happen. Yeah, even this, even Zoom, right? I mean, you know, everyone's probably sick of Zoom by now, but even even this, I feel is like, you know, for me, it's really good because I just like I'm by myself all day long, lockdown. So, all right, uh, good to talk to you.
hang in there and right. I'll go to Adam. Hello. Um, <laughs> hey, Jason. What's How are you up? doing? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I think we've been, we've talked a little bit during the summit. Yeah. And that was previous year. It was really fun. Um, let me just say, first of all, I'm somehow very much intimidated by you. Um, I don't know why it is, but there is this, ever since I started doing the ADAPT initiative, I tried to hop on these calls a few times. And somehow, like, I always, like, got this vibe of, like, it's time to go. I have no questions to ask. And perhaps why this is because I'm more of a lone wolf in terms of practice, right? I really try to get to the bottom of the technique. Why does it work? Um, and like, like, like really drill down into it. So that led me into the states of being, which, which really led me to <laughs> dissociate with reality. You know, you, you're kind of feeling as if you walk as if you're walking as a third player character in this world right and then you kind of go back into your normal life doing your work and then you all of a sudden you're like back into this like dimensionality vision of seeing time next to each other and in depth anyway instead of like sounding the alarm or doing anything crazy i just like um ease into it and that me that led me into further and further insights so in the last, I think I've been doing magic now for, for three years now. Cool. Um, and my, it's like my practice is very rigorous. And I've, I've come to like big blinds, I think, in the occult literature. And like, I know that you are a, a profound, like anytime I listen to your podcast, for example, it's like, like that, like this person can articulate and sift through the matrix of like vulgarism so well. So that's why I want to ask this question to you. Like, so I have this, this, there is this, it seems like um, the, the order of the elements is very important, right? The order of the elements. And like, there are many orders. And in fact, like when you look at the zodiac signs, there are 12 different orders because the, the he is twice repeated. But when you look at the basics, right? yod heh and the basic attribution of the four elements. When you look in book four of, um, of Alistair Crowley, we get this description, which points towards Yud being fire, yeah, uh, he being water, and then, the, uh, and then it's like air and earth. Right? Yeah. So we start with fire, we go to water, and then it becomes suddenly air, like expansion of consciousness, and then it's and then it crystallization. But when I, I, I always like... Pfft, I never understood that, and certainly not when you are like analyzing the LBOP, where you start with air because the sun comes up, like it gives possibilities, it starts, right? Then there is fire at midday, sun is up, you don't see it, but you assume it, and then sun goes down, so there's a cool down aspect, people are chill, they 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 recover from their daily activities, and in the evening they're they rest, right? So it makes sense in the LBOP sense. But when we cast Yohevahe, when we start the ritual with Yohe Vahe, you're, you're kind of declaring the whole ritual in that sense. So in my, like when I read Ophiel, for example, he says it's air, fire, water, earth, which is kind of like the Vedanta interpretation, mm -hmm. right? You start with dots in, the, in, in space, which are like dots, just dots, and dots get, f so that's dots, that's possibilities that would be air. Dots friction with themselves, right? They, they bounce and they cause friction, meaning they, 
they create these little, little triangles, right? So it's like fire. And because there is this energy insertion, there is this expansion of energy, there must be a cool down. So that's the third element, water. And then this is Ophiel you're talking about? This is what he says? Yes, that's, okay. that's exactly what Ophiel says. And okay. it's just so weird that in the whole occult community, people are like, um, it seems like very much obsessed with sex or at least fire energy, right? Uh -huh. Like fire first, fire first. And it's like so Crowley-esque. Where it seems like the correct balanced, <laughs> like maybe the balanced interpretation of the four elements should start with air, um, and that's kind of my first question. Like, how do you like, like, do you have your own interpretation of the four elemental attributes of the UAVI, uh, of 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 the, and what do you think about the the switching of the of the water, fire, water element. I see my internet connection is not stable, but I hope you. you oh no, it's okay. There's a little bit of lag, but not nothing too bad. Um, okay. So, well, there's a lot of different interpretations. I mean, the so one thing one thing I do want to point out though is that particularly when you talk about the Eastern sources, you don't forget Akasha. Yes. Right. So because a lot of times when you have this, um, you know plenipotentiary kind of field that things phenomena emerge from usually this is attributed to some type of akasha element and and uh, and then with the um crowley's uh interpretation of the tetragrammaton um is as a process of manifestation which is i think pr very interesting and the reason that yod is associated with fire is because fire is the igniting impulse um, and, or, and which for Crowley obviously is associated with will, right? The act of will. Um, and then, and then it, it follows on from there. Um, I, I stick with that because it simply just seems to, it, it, it works across all levels. Um, uh, mm. in terms of, I think I haven't read the, the Ophiel's an interesting character. I, I haven't read the, um, uh, his writing on that, but. I'll say I'll say this. I mean, it's like the 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 other place to look at, may, maybe a better even place to look at for information on the ordering of the elements is Barden. You know, is initiation into Hermetics, which I presume you've read. You know, he talks about he goes into this at length uh, and, mm -hmm. and in great detail, and that that might be something to look at as well. Yeah. So I, I did, and I was like, I mean, I maybe I'm like a um, I just say it, like a an arrogant student, you know, of the, of the occult, <laughs> but I don't like Barden's description okay. of the elements. Like I prefer the description of Ophiel because okay. he talks about a physical process, which, which goes about coming from light and a lot of possibilities to like very heavy and little movement, which is kind of what we see, right? We're kind of like people on earth, which is immovable in earth. And we have all these options in our minds, and then we choose one because we filter one, like choice, right? Like you, it's also your teaching, I think, like decision, like directing all the energy into one point, and then sitting through time with this. So then we have this water element, water element, of being affected throughout the time of application of fire, at least. So the reason why, why for me, like. That's, that's my thing, right? Like, it shouldn't be any other, other people problems on this call, I suppose, but it's kind of my problem because I really am a systematic thinker, I think. Like, I, I really love, like, mat matrices and shit. Like, 
mathematics, like mm-hmm. computer science, thinking in systems, like everything needs to make sense. Otherwise, it's like, sure. Fuck this shit. <laughs> so, so what I notice is that if you arrange the four elements in a four by four matrix, you could distill the whole Kabbalah into it, right? So all of a sudden, the Kabbalistic, like I say, spheres, all of a sudden become a, a compound element, right? So it, it becomes a two elements working together and forming this, yeah, this Hawaii, in my experience at least, it's like a, depending on where you are in the sphere, but say in the middle, right? So it's like the mental plane, like, like Rua. I feel it's like more of a gear shift, right? So this, there is like a mental gear shift of looking at things in a different way. And like, because of this, like four by four matrix, like I really like just, I don't know if you can see it yep. just to give like a visual, right? I'm like, made like a lot of visuals like this. And I tried to explain in the blog post, but I don't want to sound crazy, but essentially what you would have is this four by four matrix. And all of a sudden you can interpret the Kabbalah with less dogma and more fundamental aspects because you, you're starting with four and, and the four are just like the four divisions of a wave, like of a cycle, which we as humans experience on earth. So that's why I keep like twisting on it because if you look further, look, you wanted to say something. Oh no, keep going. So, because like the next step would be that once you have the four by four matrix, you do one, like you, you cut up every part of it one up one time more. And then you have the 64 pieces which would correspond perfectly to I Ching. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sounds like a more I could Eastern, say that it, I, it sounds like a much more Eastern take on it in general. Yeah. I suppose like that's why my, my HDA or at least my, my true will is leaning me currently. Right. So I am, I am kind of synthesizing the, the, like the purest Eastern interpretation. So I suppose the I Ching um, and, and, and like, like I, I suppose I Ching without, without dogma and then the Western like dynamite and trying to like clump them together. And f- from my understanding, at least my, like, I feel that there is something huge hidden in these simple patterns. Um, for example, I, I like just to acknowledge how, how deeply I am into this is basically like not, not to show up, but I just want to acknowledge this. I quit my full job as a data scientist and I joined university, right. To, to, to get a graduate degree in physics, wow. to get the notation and mathematics right before I will like, like challenge a narrative because like currently we are literally like, like looking at time in a one fashion, like there's like one time or something like there is like one perspective, like things like just differentiate over time. Whereas from the perspective of a, I suppose a magician or at least like somebody that practices it, it's very obvious that there are like, it's it's seen as if energy can be distributed across like compartments of space, but like it's so hard to describe it even. So the only thing that I have is my experience, and I have a lot of like you know uh, pop science books and like books on, on I suppose like physics, but like to really get deeply down to it and to get like writing papers, I suppose I really like just want to get a degree and like get the credentials and shit like and and get it that way. So yeah, I don't know that helps to <laughs> to put that into perspective. That's great. That's very dedicated. All I was going to say, I mean, when I was trying to hop in earlier, I was, I was just going to 
make sure you're writing about it. I was, I was asking if you were, if you've written it down, uh, cause it, it just sounds like I, all, all I, all I can say to you is just to encourage you to keep going. Cause it sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. You, you are working a groove here. So just make sure that you write it down and, and, and present it when it's ready. Yes. So, so I'm, I'm doing that in my own way. Right. So I have, the, I have these, so a, a false, I suppose, like the, the, the spell books, uh, <laughs> the, the magical records. I have like plenty of those. I also created my own little application to, to, to take notes in, in, in this way. Um, for example, like, I don't know if you know Zetelkasten. May, it's, may, may, might interest you. Like what is Zetelkasten. It? Zetelkasten. So mm-hmm. it's like a German, it's a German word for um, uh, like, like uh, index cards. Okay. Index card box or something. Like, but you should like really like write it down in. in what's in the German. second? Wait, is Zetel, what's the second part of it? Kasten. So Kasten would be like uh, um, okay. small little boxes, I suppose. Zetel Kasten. So if you would like. Oh yeah, okay. I see, I see it. If you look that shit up on YouTube, you get <laughs> these manage knowledge management systems where people can interconnect ideas and notes and start like doing non-fictional writing. Oh, this is cool. By, so it's it's a, like really an information management system, and it's pretty primitive, but it's currently being used in academia and for non-fictional writers to like really like, grab like wide topics and pull oh, them down cool. into. Block pieces. I'm yeah, check I think this out right. for sure. So you said you created an app for for doing this. Yes. Yeah, so I'm currently I'm creating an application. It's called like a it's Spellbook, and what it tries to do is it it tries to engineer attention inside. So what Facebook does is it it takes attention, right? It takes your attention and it like shifts it to another person and then like it takes another people's attention person's attention and it's it's like it's a distributor of attention to other people so my idea was take the same algorithms right like attention on 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 posts like time to comment um relevance whatever and take those algorithms and apply them to your own notes and ideas and dreams and emotions and shit you're going through to then generate this feed which is an organic feed which the ai quote unquote, things you will more enjoy because it will like enable deeper self-exploration, right? So it's like it, it from, tries so to it, it, it basically shows you stuff from your own thoughts. Yes. That's very but, cool. Yes. And cr- so it's called Spellbook. Like I think I can I can link it. And currently like almost all my ideas are currently noted uh, stored in there. Although um I'm currently like still working on a on a good sync between my laptop and my phone on it because like I try to like because like it's very personal shit right so what the app does is like literally like it takes Facebook algorithms and it makes a social media feed for yourself this is cool and two it engineers your attention back inside <laughs> right so the idea is to like 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 shift your attention back inside wow this is cool wow you've yeah you've really built this out so are you selling this or like you have a user base? So the user base is very niche, right? So it's like, yeah. I think one of 80 people. That's but great like, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. But what did you build this on by the way? What did you, did you do like react native or did you just build it yeah. on iOS or something? It's a react native. Yeah. So it's Android and iOS. It's um, using the SDK expo. If you know that expo is like, it's the best thing. Oh, Xcode. Expo. 
Oh, Xroad, no, I don't. I think you will enjoy it, or whatever your team, or maybe whoever will come in contact with like ever developing anything for oh, that's iOS. Me. And that's me. That's me. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> perfect. That's so there is this. Uh, I, I just linked you to the website. So it's a it's a chain where you can just like very easily using the same code base deploy on Android and test it. By the way, on Android, iOS, and web. Oh, nice. So it's like a multiple deployment using a single code base. It's perfect. And like it's like the so best. So what do you do? You use this with React, or what do you? Is this a framework, or it's some? It's a testing. What is this? So Expo Expo is more like a um, is a. So just like React Native would be like run app, right? So I don't know, <laughs> Node.js run app. So yeah. Expo would be something like that with a few more layers so that you can run this everywhere. Wow. Yes. So it's Platform like React Native universal with a React few more applications. Layers. I think so, yeah. So I use Expo, for example, for the Spellbook app. Cool. So that was pretty that was pretty um easy to to go cross platform. To go to go cross platform was pretty easy, yeah, sure. But wow. To to code the the thing itself. So, for example, I'm currently building a a desktop application, right? To go to desktop took me, I think, one evening. Wow. But to sync data, <laughs> that's the problem. Oh. Sync data. There we have a small little hiccup. I have a small little hiccup because current. I want to really like keep my data off Amazon, <laughs> away from the Jeffs. Yeah. See, that's the problem, right? I mean, that, this is the problem that I I have. I have two two minds about this. I will go into like total data, like total like you know splitting off from everything and then it's just like you can't do anything and then I just end up doing everything with google you know what i mean so <laughs> yes i go i go in both directions uh yeah are you are you using what are you using for your database so currently i am i'm learning this i think you will like this too it's gun.eco it's a peer-to-peer -peer distributed database which just uses small little relay servers to allow browsers to connect to each other so it's completely oh, wow. off-limits. There is no centralization. It's like completely end-to-end -end encrypted. And it's very basic and it scales as hell. So I don't know if you know Hacker Noon. Yeah, yeah. But as, yeah, so Hacker Noon is pretty much like hosted on this peer-to-peer -peer network. Okay. So what and happens if it what happens if a node goes down? It's um so usually data is being replicated across peers, which which need it. So in in a in a scenario of blog posts, I guess multiple people are having the blog posts. So then like the, the, the blogs are being fetched from the pits. So it's it's basically it's, like your your host it's like you you have a torrent database. Yes, it's okay. it's, it's torrent, but only okay. browser to browser and it's very lightweight. Interesting. Much more lightweight than blockchain. <laughs> there is no transaction, nothing. Yeah. No cool. No gap limits. I'll will check these out. I love this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just getting into this side of things right now and uh, I find it I, it's it's uh super interesting um but yeah i mean i was gonna it's like presumably you could use some type of amazon or google cloud thing to sync uh data across you know all your platforms but if you don't want to do that i don't know <laughs> yeah i could but for example would you do it like mm, it really depends on what type of data it is right so for example this in but, spell book, yeah. i'm really noting down like the my worst moments right my yeah worst yeah moment, yeah i have this small little space it's water. <laughs> and after like, I suppose like one and a half months, like of a, of a few dreams, few moon cycles, when I reread that, there is this huge secret being revealed inside that suffering, right? Like there is this huge perspective being revealed, which previously 
I would note it down in my in my uh, very like heavy, hard to browse through um, magical record, right? Or like some some type of note type system which which is hard to iterate through. So what I try to do is like like go the, give people the ability to go back and revisit themselves previously in new orders, right? Um, that's super cool. And that's kind of what I try to do. Like I don't know. Yes, thank you for listening to me. I, I'm just gonna like go further doing my own. Yeah, no, just you know? keep at it. I mean, you know, it, it sounds very interesting. I, I think that um, particularly the particularly integrating your data science perspective with things. I mean, that, that's the most fascinating thing to me. Let, let's face it. I mean, like there's been very little innovative work in the occult for a long time, and the innovative occult, the innovative work that was done was synthesis i.e. Mathers, the Golden Dawn, right? Or Crowley synthesizing things from Eastern techniques. But in terms of like new, fu like fundamental takes on things mm -hmm. or original yeah. research, not not so much, you know? I mean, it, like... Which is it's really hard to, to talk about and write about and share with people because most people are into in these small little dogmatic bubbles. Yeah. And sorry to say it, but like it's really like so apparent. And it's oh, yeah. obvious, right? Like it's so hard to, to 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 be okay with chaos because, like, the moment that you like go away from the path, it's like like there's monsters everywhere, especially when it comes down to what's true. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Well, I just I just have to encourage you then. I mean, if and it sounds like you're taking it so seriously. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like it is it is unfortunate in a way that that um, in in the occult that um, people very much do not assess first principles ever. Um, they take things as uh, on a hand-me-down basis, and often those things that they're getting, if you trace it back like three, four layers of copy. It's like, well, LFA's levy made it up, you know, or, or something like that. And um, and then unfortunately, what happens is because because the occult is not, you know, the occult has been left to wither on the branch of knowledge, right? It's like there's you you don't get support for it at universities for obvious reasons and things like this. So essentially people just have this kind of like, as I pointed out before, people kind of have ended up with just like a grab bag of subcultural signifiers and they don't look at it. I always looked at it as this is actually something that can be figured out and tested. And, but I realized going through so many things that that is not the perspective that most people were looking at it. They were looking at it as, these are our gang signs for our gang. You know what I mean? It's like you go to the OTO or the chaos magicians or whatever. It's like, Oh, these are our gang signs that, that show that we're this group. It's like, well, that is useless. I'm sorry. It's like, good for you. But actually these things are, are supposed to be functional. And the biggest thing that I ever did to piss people off was actually get stuff to work. That's a sure way to lose friends in the occult. <laughs> like that that pisses people off more than everything because it ruins the whole game it's like no you're not actually supposed to get it to work because if you actually get it to work then that shows that they can't get it to work and that their whole identity is bullshit yes and it's like well i would say isn't that good from a scientific perspective that's what you want you want to be shown that you want you want your prepositions to be falsified so that you can get closer to the truth. Yes. But that's yeah. not what people want. They want to build their little dung hills where they're the king of the castle. That's true. 
Like so. I think, like if you truly, truly believe uh, your advice to like listen for, I think one year to Christopher Hitchens and Sam Harris and, and Richard Dawkins and all these atheists, and to really like bang smack down your dogmatic <laughs> oh, magic beliefs, and then like rebuild. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite is Stephen Novella. Uh, he did a he's he's done um, he did a great courses series on critical thinking. It's brutal. It's real. No, I highly recommend that to everyone. Take just, just even from like a Robert, Robert Anton Wilson perspective, just take a, like a purely materialist scientific viewpoint on, on everything and just, just cut through because at the end of the day, you, it's like, well, if nothing survives that, if not, if your whole identity does not survive that good, you know, it's like, <laughs> honestly, like, this is what I would say to people, like nothing could be more liberatory for us than to just have the entire field of the occult 100% falsified. Oh, yeah. yeah Thank fuck. Now we can all go get real jobs. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? But, but, so <laughs> would, wouldn't that be great? Like, I mean, <laughs> so, but, but that's never going to happen because the, the nature of the universe is this kind of infinite, infinite mystery in a way. And there's only so far you can go with, you know, to take it back to your point of the elements, you know, I always look at, you know, science, physics, mathematics, magic, these are all branches of one thing. It's the, the human desire to know shit. And um, uh, the um, material science, if we're going to get into particle physics and all of this and understanding the universe is like, yeah, I mean, that you're, 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 you're understanding the laws of how the ma manifest universe works, but they won't tell you anything about Creativity. <laughs> well, right. You know, it's like, I mean, and I think even most psychologists will tell you, it's like, if you compare psychology to the hard, hard sciences, right? If you compare psych psychology is pseudoscience. Okay. It really, it's like the most that we've gotten out of psychology is psychotropic drugs and antidepressants. But in terms of like Freudian analysis and things like this, it's like, it might as well be reading tea leaves and it mm -hmm. doesn't work. And you even look at uh, Freud talking about, you know, doing therapy with patients for 30 years and then they're still suicidal at the end of it. It's like, what is, what is the point of this? And, and so, you know, I, one of my favorite things that anyone has ever said in magic, uh, JFC Fuller, Crowley student said in the Equinox that, um, you know, from, you know, why, why should we study magic? Right. You know, because it's silly, it's culturally discarded all this, but he says like, look, from alchemy, we got chemistry. From us, from astrology, we got uh, astronomy. You know, and so on and so forth. It's like, what are we going to get when we study essentially the pure occult? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. and and we should get something real. And I think particularly uh, taking a computer <laughs> science approach to it is is you know the best way you know the best I, way to do that. It it seems as if I agree. It, it seems as if. Um, university is like for example i really like see it when doing calculus right like calculus at uni i never did like calculus at, at a university level it was like fucking brain fuck right like really like it destroys your your little child trying to play with numbers oh like, no no this is the way right it feels very bad for 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 the creative soul but um it, it really feels as if they really want to push you in a direction of calculating the 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 angles of like launching a missile to hit the enemy or something oh, or, like really robot or something that's kind of how it feels there is wow. this there is this um vestiges of quotes spread over from war and from like the the old ages 
Um, and I know, I don't know why they don't teach us, like for example, how to become Einstein, right? Like, what did Einstein do to come up with his shit? Like, what did Isaac Newton do to come up? Like, we are like the whole thing, like the whole course, ninety percent is filled from that geniuses, right? Like, expanded and experimented upon. But how do we become one of right. those geniuses? And a lot like, of those guys were hermetic thinkers. I mean, Newton, even Einstein, you know. Watch out! Watch out for those words, man. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, but but for me, it's very simple. Which is, it is like a childlike creative view. I mean, and and that's what all these guys would say. I think, and it's like for me, there's only one thing. There's the desire of the human mind to understand itself and the universe, right? Like that's it. Yeah. And Experiment. and. But then you get, like you're saying, and this is, by the way, this is why I love online learning and why I learned so much just learning online rather than being in a university setting. Because like I can go at the speed of my own in, in, in interest and creativity. And, and this was why I hated, you know, I used to be a great math student. I used to be a straight A math student. And then, you know, halfway through high school, I just decided that, you know, it was, it was, I didn't like it. And then I started getting D's and it's my fault. Right. But you know, I was always frustrated that I couldn't go at my own pace. That was the thing that always frustrated me about, about traditional education. It's like, I just want it. I want the, I want the assignment to be done when I figure out how to do it. Mm. Not mm. when I wait three weeks for the test, I want to figure mm. out how this works and then go to the next thing. Like that's mm. how you would think that learning would work. Otherwise you're just sitting there waiting for a bell and it destroys your natural creativity. Uh, and, and so mm. I'm kind of getting off track here, but, um, you know, it, it is the university system. It's kind of scary what you're talking about calculus. I mean, it's like the unfortunate, we're really in a pickle because particularly with magic, because obviously it's never going to be taken seriously at the university level. But on the other hand, the universities have, I would like to be able to say, well, you know what, let's just leave the topic of learning and the quest for knowledge to academics but the unfortunate reality is like well you know everything's for sale in this world um and <laughs> particularly <laughs> academics i mean it's like you, know, you look at who funds universities it's like defense contractors pharmaceutical companies you know it's like and you wonder why there's no counter studies to <laughs> like, to think yeah so We're not like we don't really like the study of fear or the study of like deep emotions shit like that and on the point of like learning things i told the professor straight away like like how how can it be that like for example i want to get an intuition for this like formula our law whatever and we are already like three chapters ahead because like there is the space that everybody has to keep up and learn everything and learn like push it into your brain and then like people like perfect parrots they can like perfectly repeat what they learned but there is no intuition behind it absolutely and I yeah, but yeah, there is this grant, and this grant come like he, like this grant from from government, right? It gives money to to, and it gives this obligation of you have to give this and this and this lecture to do to these students because there is a projection apparently for five to ten years of what the market will need, and what does the market need? Like AI people like to 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 feed the monster, right? Six six six, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pfizer uh, people, people that like really like are good and. At writing, repeating the same equations, which are like not true for 80 years, but good approximations of reality. I'm, I'm literally like talking about like the equation of Einstein, right? They're like true. They're pretty good, but they're not 
there yet. Mm. It's just so sad, man. Like it's 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 a sad reality. But like, yeah, I suppose that's why I suppose magic is the only thing that really like lights things up. Yeah, it, like, same. We all these things. It's really same for me. Yeah. I mean, well, it's kind of like you know. I think the unfortunate reality is that in high school, you know, certainly in America, you know, the high school and university experience. Um, actually do teach you a lot. They are very good at teaching you what they are actually trying to teach you, which is um, how to play the game and how to bullshit and say the right thing to the right person at the right time and, you know, um, watch your mm. back and, you know, like screw other people over when necessary and things like this. Um, so they're actually very good at creating, you know, middle white collar middle managers. Um, but they're, they're, so in a sense, you kind of have to like do a gestalt read of it where it's like, well, the result is what it's trying to do. So it actually it is, it is working. It's just, it's not, it's not doing what it's trying to, what it's telling you it's doing. Right. So it's, it's deceptive. It's creating uh, the society that they want to create, yes. um, but under the guise of knowledge. So, and, and I think, but this has been the, 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 the frustration of people for hundreds of years. I mean, you can even look at, you know, obviously John D or you can look at, um, even in another context, like the religious context, like you look at Martin Luther, right. Is somebody with just like ultimate frustration for like, why aren't you actually doing the thing you're supposed to be doing? Um, but for me, you know, the, from a pedag from a pedagogical, pedagogical standpoint, ideally the best thing that education should do is teach you how to learn on your own. Mm. Like that's it, right? It should not teach you what you're supposed to think. It should not teach you how to fit do politics. It should teach you how to teach yourself. And um, this is not me coming up with it. I mean, this is kind of the standard, you know, definition of what education should truly be. Um, exactly. We don't get that from the educational system anymore, unfortunately. For me, magic did teach me how to learn, right? Just studying this stuff taught me how to see, particularly Kabbalah, see things from all these different perspectives and have the courage to explore something that other people don't believe is there or think is bad. So it also gives you all these moral and ethical lessons of pursuing something for its own sake when nobody else around you believes in you. That's a really powerful lesson. So, um, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm just excited to be talking about this. So, but yeah, no, 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 please write, work, keep working on that and write it down and share it. So, Sure. Looks, it sounds very interesting.